All right, you hayseeds, it's a stick up. You want I should freeze or get down on the ground? Son, you got a panty on your head. You never leave a man behind! Welcome back to Cocktail Cinema, folks. I am your first favorite bartender, your third favorite author, Josh Price, and I am currently in a short-term romantic relationship with this rubber band. I am also here with the boys, Grego. Damn, glad to be here. Shasty. <laughs> What's up, guys? Pleasure, as always. In case you didn't catch the title of the episode, we are going to be reviewing Raising Arizona. This is the second film from the Coen Brothers. The first was Blood Simple, and then three, three years later, in 1987, we got this gem. It had a budget of just $2 million, and their box office was $29.2 million. Solid. So, proportionately, yeah. not a yeah. bad job. Especially for, yeah, this is like a cult film. Yeah. I think it says their second one, but like... You think that's your, like their first one like, mm-hmm. when yeah. you think, look back on it. Yeah, I I always thought it was their first one. For whatever reason, I always forget. First Blood or Simple. second, yeah. super successful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they they, they really showed their chops early on. Um, now another thing they were really good at was casting the right people in the right roles. Grego, would you like to touch on that? Yes. <laughs> Nicholas Cage, the best artist of our day, leads this one up. Indeed, brings a tear to my eye every time I talk about him. <laughs> He's that bad, but I love him. Holly Hunter, Ed McDonough, uh, John Goodman, Gail Soates, notes. Yes, and his brother Juan Forsyth, Francis McDormand as Dot, Randall Craig Cobb, and Trey Wilson, Sam Murray, fill the rest of this void. Excellent, most excellent. Mm. I'm now, still crying over you're, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Nicolas Cage. Hey, he, he does a good job in this movie. Now, before we get started talking about all that. Let's have ourselves a beverage. Hmm. So today's drink is the Raising Arizona iced tea. See Why? what I did there? See what I did there? there. You <laughs> made a pair perfectly just by <laughs> the, the titling it. <laughs> so we've got uh, two ounces of peach vodka, half an ounce of liquor 43, and then top that bad boy off with peach Arizona iced tea. Mm-hmm. Cheers, boys. Cheers, mm. cheers. Mm. You cannot tell there's alcohol in that. Refreshing? It's very smooth. <laughs> you know, it's good. With a movie of this uh, caliber, <laughs> would it be a little more punch? Punch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, easy, buddy. Easy. Might be a little too much punch in that punch for you. Well, I mean, you got to think, like, Arizona's where a lot of people go to retire. Mm hmm. And you want to just sit on your porch and drink some iced tea. So <laughs> here perfect. is your Raising Arizona iced tea. I think it's tea. perfect, Josh. I, 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 think it's I like perfect. it. I like it. I'm probably going to go back to this one soon enough. It's very good. Very good. Peachy. Now, for our speed review, or our speed summary. I don't even have to make up names. This is just a ridiculous situation. Nicholas Cage, convict, marries Holly Hunter. Police officer. They proceed to kidnap a baby from the richest people in town, and then the baby's kidnapped again by John Goodman, and then the baby's kidnapped again by a uh, demonic biker, and then they return the baby after saving it from the biker, and everybody lives happily ever after except for the biker. The end. Kaboom. (laughs) Kaboom with the biker. (laughs) Yeah, he really does. 
Kaboom. Well, I mean, I I say I say they live happily ever after, but like John Goodman and his brother just like decide to go back to jail. Yeah, like they're totally cool with it. Yeah, you know, they're like, yeah, if we get caught, we get caught. If we mm. don't, we're gonna be rich. Well, they just, they make the the so statement uh, early when they first show up at the house. They're like, we were in the institution. We we decided <laughs> we that, got everything we needed. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that it had nothing left to offer us. Dude, that that first like when they 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 arrive on the scene with like the wife, and he's like, well, let's see where's the pants in this relationship. <laughs> Since then, John Goodman has been the same guy from like say like Big Lebowski, like mm-hmm. yeah, especially uh, in Cohen movies. You know? <laughs> exactly. And it's, well, it's weird that way because yeah. he's, he's, he's pushing the entire movie. Mm-hmm. The, the entire movie is John Goodman pushing the scene of the crime or with those six sideburns. I know, man. Jesus. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not him, man. It's not the guy. See, I don't know. I, 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 I think Walter is a very unique character. Walter. I would. Yeah, I would his character in in the Big Lebowski. Yeah. I would say this character is more akin to his his role in uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou. It's 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 very similar. Yeah, that's what I was saying too. Yeah, like, Walter's Walter's a little bit more uh, altruistic. Okay, I guess. But what I was thinking of is that he kind of pushes pushes the envelope in every aspect of him. Like, hey, oh, man, yeah, your, your yeah. wife's treating you like yeah. shit. You should probably not take that. He's he's and always he's got that salesman element. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, us fat guys with sweet <laughs> beers have that. You know, <laughs> a, a little a little pause to uh, what what do you shave with there, Grego? Nothing. Um, uh, my, <laughs> my fingernails. <laughs> my fingernails. They're just so sharp and witty. Just like sharp and witty. All right. All right. We're, we're, we're losing the thread here. We're losing the thread. So Raising Arizona. I don't think um, so, Josh. What, <laughs> would you say this is possibly uh, Nick Cage's best role? Um, Except for obviously ooh, Ghost Rider. Ooh, Ghost Spirit Rider. Spirit of Vengeance. The, the second one. The Ghost second Rider. one. You know, the worst one. Uh, he's honestly probably the most terrible actor who's ever walked the face of this planet. I don't know. Tommy Wiseau exists. <laughs> he's not a bad actor. It's just his whole shtick. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? For me, it didn't like in the 80s, early 90s. You know, it was, it was like too over the top <laughs> even then. But for like a Coen Brother movie, like you mm-hmm. said, like imagine George Clooney and a brother yeah. were out there. You yeah. know what I mean? He's There's nothing play, like, he's like, dumbed down. like, yeah, mm-hmm. perfect example of dumbing down. Just like yeah. be dumb. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's um, obviously not in this my, scope. Of- my favorite, my favorite <laughs> Nicholas Cage role is. Have you ever seen Bad Cop? Port of Call, New Orleans. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a Harvey Keitel okay. remake. Harvey Keitel okay. was the original one in the seventies. Okay, this was That's made awesome. like. Is it? <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. I mean, it's my favorite Nick Cage role, but the movie is fucked. Like, I almost didn't want to say that, but I I love Nick Cage. Like, he doesn't necessarily make great Nobody movies. Loves Nick Cage. I do. People, he is so entertaining. Yeah. You think so? He's so entertaining. Like. We were talking off wrong Mike. ways. Like, no, he's he's entertaining in a lot of really. He, he's always a cartoon character. Like, in, <laughs> they intentionally wrote him as uh, as Woody Woodpecker in this role. So he's he's cartoonish intentionally, but in all of his roles, he's kind of cartoony. You talk about uh, 
uh, like The Rock, and he's just, yeah. what in the name of Zeus's butthole, or how, how in the name of Zeus's butthole did you get out of your cell? Like, it's just these cartoonish lines mixed with his like animated expressions. To, yeah. yeah. Put the bonnet yeah. down. <laughs> <laughs> I could eat a peach for hours. That's what I'm seeing. We're bringing up all this crap about this guy. You know, he's got this cartoonish role, yes, but I don't think it transfers well to being a real person. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's entertaining, and when you think about it, like, critically, obviously, no, he's not the greatest actor. Even he's not a great movie. actor, but he's still entertaining. So this is where, you know, this is the thing that I've, I've struggled with since Doomsday, where it's dividing the good from the entertaining. Okay. And he's still very entertaining. In this movie, he's fantastic, because yeah. this role is essentially written for him. Yeah, and they portray him as that. Um, I mean, look at the first shot, last shot through the entire movie. He's got this crazy the hair. hair. I mean, he's, he is set up to be that cartoon that you're portraying mm-hmm. mass. And yes, he follows through on that. You know, even when he's getting his ass whooped, he's got one eyes closed. He's making some mm-hmm. weird face. He's, he's, it's, it's jumbled, you know? So I give this movie credit for that, you know, but he's, it, as far as me goes, I don't think he's the best choice of actor for any kind of, and I know you're going to disagree. I don't know. I mean, I think this is the perfect role for for <laughs> yeah. Nick Cage. Yeah. Right? Like we're talking about maybe about he's him not as a joke though. I'm gonna say maybe he's not the best he actor who could have done. He might not okay. be the best actor who could have taken the role, mm-hmm. but I truly believe that that was the best role for for yeah. Nick Cage. I like I'm right there, there was at one point throughout the whole movie because like that's just the time period it's mm-hmm. in. You know yeah. what I mean? It's so campy yeah. already. Yeah, it just it it didn't yeah. just seem like like Con Air or The Rock yeah. in that sense where you're just waiting okay. for the next one liner. It's like it's a you're you're concentrating more on on Ethan's dialogue mm-hmm. than yeah. like Nicolas Cage about to say some stupid yeah. one liner. Yeah, right. Well right. and that's that's the element that 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 really elevates this movie yeah. above his yeah. other roles okay. where it's still this this is the same actor who is is a meme for multiple reasons. Like the bees, I could eat a peach, all these moments oh, that geez. are so I don't over even the know top. if I should start pulling all <laughs> No, you don't have to. You don't have to. But in in went. in the hands of Joel and Ethan Cohen, with like he okay. said, Ethan writing and Joel uh, Joel directing, they have a very specific directing style and yes. writing style. And we we talked about this in Lebowski a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So like they they don't really have the very many improv moments. Yeah. So everything is intentional. Okay. And they they're very good at taking the raw talent, which clearly he has, and making it better. Okay. I think I, I, I don't know if I totally yeah. agree with that raw talent aspect. I mean, he he's, he has the ability to look dumb on camera, and they they sh- mm-hmm. they shape him into like you said a, a comic book comic book character Mm -hmm. Um, and they give him everything around him as far as a a nice beautiful wife Mm -hmm. um, Holly Hunter Ed McDonald Ed named Ed you know and there's so much kind of name is Ed for a beautiful thing there's so much like weird play on everything it seems like that his comic book character doesn't seem to hit home as far as like he actually gives a shit it's all about Ed it's all about Ed, and it's all really? about her. That's what, what I okay. took from the film. You know, I, I feel That's like it interesting. was. I'm taking the female side in this one. See, she, I, she I, was, I have uh, the yeah. She was completely and utterly let down by this 
this guy. You know, mm-hmm. she knew what she was getting into to a point. Yeah, but she's but, like, let's go kidnap a baby. Right, right. Like, right I think I think well, Holly Hunter's character is so much sure. more over the top than Nicolas Cage. Like the scene in the car. Right. You're a father now. Everything's changed. He just wanted to ro- rob convenience stores, not even banks. You know what I mean? She's like, go steal a go steal a kid out of like the most famous dude in town. You didn't come back with a kid. That was a, that, actually that scene was pretty funny. You, you remember that scene where he's like actually going through all the kids? Yeah. There's like six of them, and he's like trying to put one, pick one up, put one down, slide one from the underneath, and like mm-hmm. not let them get to that door. Yeah. You know, that scene. Uh, I think I, think I got like, the best one. And then yeah. he came back scared shit. That's like <laughs> yeah. I'll be a daddy now. I got fucking six of these bitches. I couldn't even take care of. You know, it's like I think that's like one of the. That's the scene. You know, it sets the tone. But yeah, I don't know. I, I felt it from. From her more so than him. I I think I think she's written even more cartoonishly. So like Nicolas Cage has something okay. to chew on. I don't deny that. Right. But but she's she's and it's it's intentional. It's it's not accidentally over the top. They they have a running theme in a lot of their movies where they draw direct parallels between characters on the screen and cart and Looney Tunes like Woody Woodpecker in this movie. So it's in, it's it's in another world. Like people from Arizona don't sound like that. Yeah. Like it's in a world where all this crazy stuff can happen. Mm-hmm. So the over the top nature is expected and under it's 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 suspension of disbelief. It's it's ne- it's honestly needed in a movie that's written around so a kid being yeah and, yeah. and constantly yeah. falling off the top of the vehicle. <laughs> sure. And like even before all that uh I, don't know, I guess we get into like some production stuff. Like well, honestly, I was gonna ask what, about I was gonna ask about that that you brought up the cartoon character mm-hmm. on the arm, you know, and is that is that a callback to say like this is a real life comic book? Mm-hmm. Do you think is that how you perceived yes, it? They've, or do you yeah. perceive it as like um, matching? Uh, they've they've come out and said on, you know I don't yeah. I don't know I mean they've come out and said like he is what he would taken from this movie. Yeah, you know, oh, absolutely. Not, I shit on uh, Nicholas Cage's performance all day long. There's a lot to take from this movie. I mean, he so. executed what was he needed did. for it. He that's did why a really I, good that's job. That's why normally yeah. I'm the first guy to hate, but it's like that's it for like even Con Air he yeah. is is not a good movie because of his performance. Even though he's just doing what he normally does mm-hmm. in this movie, he does something because he's in the right hands. He does something a little bit different and it's a little more refined. And I think I I really do think this is the best performance he's ever given. Mm. This or maybe. Maybe kick ass, but that was a very limited role. <laughs> very <laughs> limited role. Yeah, no, it was. He said to be Batman. What about him in Game of Thrones? <laughs> yeah. no? Or him as Superman? Him as Superman? I think I saw him in ET. Gotcha. That's when we need the projector back, just so it's uh, 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 Nostrovia. <laughs> Nostrovia. <laughs> Oh, shit. Yeah. So uh, uh, moving on from Nick Cage. Other than that, um, do, do you have any gripes about this movie? I mean, this is early in the Coen's career, so yeah. this is where they would make mistakes. So not not too much gripe, but I mean, I think that that um, shadow biker mm-hmm. um, villain thing was a somewhat overplayed. Lenny. Lanny, yeah, and then uh, so you don't really see him till I think halfway through the movie or so. But other than that, silhouette is it's his dream, mm-hmm. dream state, and you finally roll upon this guy, and he's just like smoking stogie after stogie. No mm-hmm. smoke gets in his eyes. He's always ready to kill. Yeah, um, that that part seemed a little bit 
lacking. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the correlation between the bounty hunter and Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. I was I had some questions there. I think hearing like what Josh said earlier about Nick Cage being able to like dream everything into existence mm-hmm. almost like that's like that role, which yeah. is super cool and like a cool angle to look at as a viewer. Okay. But it's not. But it, that's not obvious. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like but if that I'm was like, the case, I'm like, like any dream in a good way. For uh, he did dream a good way, but what? The, but, well, well, for 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 the audience sake. So off mic, we were kind of we were kind of doing our pre-show. Sorry to cut you. And uh, no, <laughs> we're we're having a discussion here. Yeah, this yeah. is normal. Um, yeah, so like, just to give context Stop. here, so the the Coens <laughs> have 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 said that like they leave it up to interpretation, but they also they also say that there's a chance that Nicolas Cage's character in this movie, High, can dream things into existence. So when he dreams about the demonic biker Lenny. The guy kind of becomes a real person in in his life, so that's why they mirror uh, the the they have the bad dream uh, about the biker, and then like George Lucas says, it it rhymes, you know, it, it rhymes. Uh, at the end, yeah. they have the good dream where he has a family and he grows old with Ed, and it's just happiness upon happiness upon happiness, and he he he's got that closing narration. He's like, "Was it real? Looked like us? Seemed like us?" Mm-hmm. Maybe it was Utah, you know, so they, they leave it open, but they have said, you know, it's a cartoon world. Maybe he can dream things into existence. So saying that mm-hmm. and knowing what the Coen brothers do, mm-hmm. do you feel like this was a dream state movie or real existence type players? Um, I think it, it, neither, really. Okay. I think this is a live action movie set in a cartoon setting set in a cartoon world so magic exists here and it's it's executed in a point in a way where the suspension of disbelief is upheld and because like you see the biker punch uh nicholas cage and he goes flying like 10 feet Mm -hmm. and you don't doubt it for a second yeah because there's not so much of that there's not Mm -hmm. so much the world that's being created is very violent and very it's just real enough. Yeah, violent, but with the comedy aspect that a cartoon mm-hmm. has. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and Roadrunner and Coyote cartoons are like the most violent things right. you've ever yeah. watched. If you like they explosions, saved, yeah. saved all of it. They like, saved you, all of it. Like they, to be honest, the, the the kidnapping of the child and this that, and the other, and the, you know falling off. The, that's the most violent parts of this whole shit. But yeah. everybody only remembers the violence from the that final scene. Mm-hmm. Holy crap! Well, you know there's I mean? a there's like a shootout halfway through the movie that yeah. you don't think about, mm-hmm. like when he it's robs like a, a convenience nothing. store. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's like it's nothing. It's, it's just normal. Yeah, it's just normal. Like he's not even phased. And I know I said we were getting away from Nicolas Cage, but please, in that moment, <laughs> like it it comes down to it comes down to the world they're building. Like nobody's really phased by <laughs> him as him as Gandalf. Oh my gosh, um, nobody's really phased by this cop just shooting wantonly into the yeah. convenience store. Yeah. Like the lady that's driving that car is just screaming her head off and runs right through the cop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like the violence in this world is normal. Yeah. And then for, it's it's so it's so parodied by the the peaceful prison. Mm-hmm. Like they're in a therapy yeah. session talking about yeah. their sexuality. Yeah. And then in the real world, there's like grenades just blowing up bunnies left and the, right. That's why I asked the question. It's like that the 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 paradox. The paradox stairwell, you know, it seems like that. Yeah, the so uh, much. yeah, the Penrose steps. Penrose yeah. steps. Yeah, it seems to almost 
mirror that. So it's at, cartoon. At some points, yeah. It's cartoon. Yeah. But like, very smart. Very smart. These guys are brilliant. Yeah. Very smart. Like we didn't even talk about early, it enough. But, yeah. I mean, even the camera, did, it, the camera didn't wow me in this movie. Oh, it's very straightforward. Very you know? straightforward. But it was just the dialogue mixed with the, like very. The chase very, scenes were dope, but the camera yeah. work. Yeah. yeah. And that's super cartoony too, in the sense where like they get. Well, I can see that guy. <laughs> they, get, they, get, they get chased by the cops and they get out of the car and start running like through the yards. Yeah. And the cops just go full speed and like do 360s and go around the block. It's yeah. like. Okay. I loved it. You know that's, what I mean? that's that's super, a good point. Super good over point. the top. Yeah. Like that that's what's hard to execute. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, and, the thing that adds to the point that we're talking about that I think it's very underdone, and you're saying it's overdone in points. So it's it's a nice balance, mm-hmm. yeah. Positive and negatives. I mean, they're using realism and fantasy imagery and yeah. Fantasy, yeah. yeah. And, and it's I mean it showcases that the the mastery that the Coens had over film yeah. this early in their careers. Yeah, seriously. You know, at this point. They are still, they, 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 you weren't allowed to write, direct, and edit your own films. You had, like, you had to have a certain number of staff. Yeah, that's why there's yeah. two. So, like, <laughs> oh, they needed one more. <laughs> right, so, right, that's right. why one writes, one directs. And yeah. then there's, in a lot of their early films, there's, like, a name that keeps popping up as the editor. That's just them. Yeah. yeah. They build someone who didn't exist so that they could edit their own films the way they wanted to. Hell yeah. And it's it's a great way around it, and like the same way that Robbie Rodriguez is is like the the multi tool. Yeah, they're the same way. They like to have that kind of Nicolas creative Cage control. Is the multi tool. No, he's just kind of a tool. <laughs> That's what I mean. He's a tool in so many. He's ways. a single tool. Yes. No, he's a, he's a, he's a, I actually of, would but... like to hang out with Nicolas Cage yeah. just once. Yeah, just that'd once. be just once. Yeah, that'd be all it would take. I'd rather hang out with him than watch one of his movies. He wouldn't get <laughs> it. No, we would steal the Declaration of Independence. We would shitty haircut. We would fly around always the world and then haircut. we'd go to jail. The guy's always got a shitty haircut. It's like he's never had a like a a, a nice a nice band's haircut. I, I don't a, know. There's a movie really called great. He, he looks he looks great job. in this movie. Oh, there's <laughs> he looks great. He movie. does because it's the only movie where his hair fits his face. Oh, I guess. He's like got a he, long face. He like just a horse. The, that's why he looks best with his hair shaved. Like some guys Besides? just just. All together, <laughs> it, it for for his hair to match who he is. Look at the pelican shot. A... Look at that. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. Boom. That's what I'm talking about. If Nicholas Cage showed up on set with that kind of hair, you best believe I'd be watching that fucking. Play. Oh man. Instead of reviewing this. You what? <laughs> what? <laughs> You can't, you can't, can't say, can't that, say that. It was a commercial. <laughs> was, they get it. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're not Jeffrey. No. Anyway, I, I make jokes for people that don't exist anymore. Yeah. Nicholas Cage exists. Uh, Holly Hunter exists. Um, <laughs> John Goodman and his glorious sideburns yeah. exist. He was great in this movie. He's amazing in yeah. this movie. Yeah. Punching the ceiling of the car. Dude, he's just like the devil on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. You know, just like, yeah. hey, like it looks yeah. like your wife's treating you a little... I think I know what's going on in this situation <laughs> here. You're having a fight about money, aren't it's you? It's a financial you know? issue. It's just so evil <laughs> like it is. And his brother's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no. It's glorious. John Goodman. It's John, just business. If we could take John Goodman, we could have a story here. We did have a story here. Somebody kidnapped a baby, then somebody else yeah, kidnapped a baby. we'd have less baby. memes. God if we bless were doing John Goodman's stealing of the babies. 
This is true. This is true. <laughs> uh, there's another movie where John Goodman kidnaps a babe, and it's uh, it's <laughs> it's that Cloverfield movie, <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> like the 324 Cloverfield Lane or whatever. Oh my God! He kidnaps a babe, so it's a running theme for him. Glad that joke landed so well. Dun, dun, dun. It was, it was amazing. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm just reminding Mary Elizabeth Winstead that I'm still in love with her. <laughs> you heard it first. Second? Well, I mean, when the restraining order you know, expires, I'll be able to say it again. Amen. That may be the creepiest thing I've said all night. So, <laughs> <laughs> moving forward. Um we, we talked about camera work. We talked about the chase scenes. Um, is there anything production-wise that kind of stood out to you guys? Honestly, not for me too not, much. Yeah. Um, it was it was kind of a blank canvas. I mean, mm-hmm. the area, you know, like the shots of the mm-hmm. Arizona bleakness. Yeah, and, it's and just very well park, executed. You know? Yeah, it's, so. not, it's not anything innovative necessarily other than like, like shots you're talking about chase, but it's very well executed. Everything is on point. They don't do a lot of like super crazy cinematography, mm-hmm. but a lot of it's like color schemed. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Arizona is just like that perfect motif that mm-hmm. that dances with wolves motif. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. uh, Mr. Arizona's whole house, like the wallpaper was all that. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the shots had just like the Arizona decor. Right. Which you know, it's colors. It's an easy one to stick with. It's nothing like super creative or outside of the box. But I think, yeah. I think they did that well in this first scene too. Well, and there's that there's that color that color dichotomy between the blue sky and the bleak earth. You know, yeah. so it's 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 a very like you're saying the a very easy motif to yeah. run with. Um, yeah. Other than that, like just a really a really tight film. You know, really well done. Really funny. Yeah. I I. I actually enjoyed watching this movie for a change. Like when we watch these movies, I have to watch them so critically that a lot of times I can't enjoy them. Mm-hmm. This and I'm gonna shock you here, Green Street Hooligans, I was actually able to really get into again, even watching it critically. So, you know, props to Lexi and props to the Cohen brothers for for allowing me to still enjoy my job. <laughs> <laughs> That said, do we have any uh, any last thoughts on this on this movie before we move to our final segment? Uh, no, not for me. Uh, take one more shot at Nick Cage. No, <laughs> easy. The, the sweet the sweet spot where Nick Cage punched his boss in the face after trying to swing with his wife. It's for yeah. yeah. I think it's a mention, mentionable mentionable note. <laughs> and then he shows up at his house the next day. He's like, I just wanted to let you know you're fired. I figured. <laughs> That's it for me. <laughs> it is. It's. It's. It's a movie full of great one-liners, you know. And they're not. They're not like necessarily even quotable. They're just great. Like mm-hmm. the everything's changed. I figured. Uh, what. What. What's a name like that for a beautiful thing like you? <laughs> My name is Hi. Shit like that. Just. Just fun. Fun lines. My name is H. I. McDonough. Boom. Just good stuff, man. Just well written. <clears throat> That said, moving on to the final segment. Boys, let's talk tacos. Now, as we sprinkle as we sprinkle that that little bit of onion and cilantro on top. Extra cilantro mm-hmm. for me, boy. How many yeah. how many tacos are you getting today, Greg? Ugh. This movie's getting uh 
Mm. A rough one for me. An 83. Okay. 83. Okay. 83. It's not bad. 83 for me. Um, I'm probably really going to get into it. Just that's where it falls for me. Mm-hmm. Truly. Yeah, same same area for me. I'll give it 86. Mm-hmm. Um, I love so many more of the Coen Brothers movies more. Yeah. But like you said, it's their second movie, and I just like that. That was the one thing I learned about this movie this time around is that it wasn't actually their first. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Same>. So, but <laughs> I mean, you know how it is. We've been working hard at this for a while. We just still have so sport. many improvements yeah. to make for your second movie as writing and directing. It's, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of it's impressive. So maybe I should put it higher, but I'm doing 86. Yeah, fair enough. Fair point. enough. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a 77. Uh, this is this is a good movie. Everybody should watch it. It's very funny, but it's not one of the greats. And they've done so many better films. But this is this is definitely a hallmark for them because this is this is their first foray into real comedy. So like, it's <laughs> holy shit. You guys are spot on with your scores as far as as far as how people feel about it. I'm I'm rating it a little bit low. I'm rating it a little bit low. <laughs> Looks like you hate it. Huh? <laughs> no, it's it's very well done. Yeah. It's very well done. But I have to I have to weigh it not only against our normal criteria, yeah. but against the rest of their filmography. It's hard not to just Cohen Brothers. I love mm-hmm. this flick. It yeah. brings me back. Yeah. Eighty seven holds so yeah. much weight, but it's yeah. it's a it's mm-hmm. great. It is it is so fun to watch. So enjoyable, and it's 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 very tightly done. But they've done it. They've done these same things so much better. That watch this, appreciate it for what it is, and then move on to their better works. <laughs> like they've this is I will say this is this is one of their least nihilistic movies from what yeah. people say. It's a good stepping stone, you know. You know they had major players, mm-hmm. decent plot line. The start of them getting you know heavy uh, heavy hitting they, actors. They were able to know? kind of maybe find their feel and uh, camera work, you know, with that vastness of said Arizona and. Yeah. Very limited character structure and mm-hmm. amount. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm with you, buddy. Yeah, for for a two million dollar movie, solid work. Yeah, success. Yeah. yeah. Success. No one can no one can knock that as a fucking Excellent. success. Yeah. Thank you. All right. So moving forward. Always. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. If you are watching on YouTube and you have not done so already, hit that like button. I think it's over here. Hit that subscribe button, should be down here, along with that bell notification. Over here, and maybe over here, uh, you might see, well, probably later on, you'll, you'll see a couple of suggestions here, maybe a playlist, maybe a video. Go ahead and watch those. I'm sure you'll enjoy them. It's us. Come on. I'm sure. That said, on that YouTube channel, you'll be able to find all of our, our podcasts and all of our new series. We have Director's Cut, where Greg and I talk about a director. Our first series uh, is just dropping here in March. Uh, and that was on James Cameron. And then you can find Thesis Statement, where I go hog wild on a topic no one has allowed me to talk about. And then our newest addition to the stable. Ugh. Hot takes. That's a spicy one. Hold your hot tongue. Hot takes. <laughs> Grego, I have, I have discussed our, our video projects. You want to you wanna fill people in on the rest of our podcasts? podcast yes we have quite a few along with the ones that you're hearing now we'll be putting those up as well um we are also gonna have a, another edition here pretty soon with uh, young shasti i'm uh, gonna be coming through in a couple months here maybe a month or two out oh, I mean, it might be a little too early yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> sh- 
shows. We got something under wraps, yeah. But yeah, director's cut. Check that out. Um, Josh Sautek's man, you gotta watch that. Kind of stuff. You have to watch it. You can hear us in the background, kind of giving us some gruff. There's gonna be some more of that, I think. Um, keep your eyes peeled. You can find me at the Fozcaster on Twitter. I don't answer too much to that kind of stuff, but we'll rock it out. <laughs> find us. Look it up. Shasti, why don't you tell the people about the music you produce and what we're listening to right now? Uh, yeah, this is a little um, little beat I made that fit in perfectly for Cocktail Cinema. So we're rolling with for our intro. Um, Excellent. Yeah, it's a, I got uh, I got some stuff in the works that I don't really want to plug yet. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll just plug Hot Takes. It's <laughs> my, my first uh, director credit ever it's for a true, video. Yeah. So if you haven't seen Hot Takes yet, check it out. Super funny. Uh, if you like a movie reviews, it's hilarious, and you can like watch it in like ten minutes. So if you're on lunch break at work or something, throw this shit on. It's yeah. Fire. yeah, we'll talk soon about the other shit. Though. Much obliged. Now, all that said, we'd like to shout out our patrons. We see you, we hear you, we love you, and we appreciate all your support. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. All of our new viewers, you can find our Patreon at Patreon.com/sippableopinions. If you'd like to support us financially, if not, share this video with everyone you know and everyone you don't know. Make sure we can spread the love, spread the word. With that, say goodbye. Well, shit, man, I guess that's why they call it a way homer. Why is that? Because you only get it on the way home.